the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It is Monday. It is April 19th, and it's a big day. It is closing arguments, the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, folks, the death of George Floyd. And and already, uh, word is leaking out of the White House that President Biden is very concerned about what the reaction is going to be across the country. He should be. The NBA, they're putting their teams on notice to be cautious, uh, exactly when the the verdict is going to come out what the reaction might be they should be and here's one of the people representative maxine waters listen to her is this the voice of reason is this someone trying to keep people calm she was being questioned I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they, they know that we need business. Well, they know, get more confrontational. I, th- this is outrageous behavior. That's And I've been telling you that this this is a crowd, whether it be President Biden or with some of the Democrat representatives, they're, they're looking for a full-scale race war. And as far as justice, I, I don't know what justice is going to be. I don't know what justice is going to look like. But we do know that uh, everything is gearing up for this. And I, I don't know if they're going to be able to even try to call off some of the angry mob. I don't know, no matter what the verdict is, if they're going to be happy with it. What happens if they can't find, if the jury can't, find agreement on some of the charges what if in fact they say you know it's just not there i don't know um it's impossible to tell but 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 again what is exactly happening that we're now living where this is this is going to be a verdict to try to avoid full-scale rioting in in you know cities all across the country that's that's really what it is it's if they don't get the verdict that they like uh, that the mobs around the country in all the major cities are absolutely going to, you know, um, are going to burn things down. And, and the rhetoric coming out, how about Democrat representative again? You just heard of Maxine Waters on that representative uh, Rashid Talib, who said, you know, no more policing, no more policing, abolish police, abolish police, close the prisons. Folks, these are elected members of Congress saying that. Let me hear. This was her on um, Maxine Waters on CNN. So I can understand the disgust. Uh, I can understand uh, the feelings that so many have about we've got to get some justice in both of these cases. And so I know uh, that my colleague speaks her mind and she said what was in her heart. And I understand that very well. And I'm here today uh, because, number one, I want to show uh, that there are members of Congress who really care about what is happening uh, with these cases and whether or not we're going to get justice or whether or not the police unions and the lies that they tell are going to win. And so she spoke her mind, and I appreciate that, and I love her for it. Now, the Republican Party, um, not only nationally, obviously, but locally, they need to go after as far as let everyone know. When you have high-profile members that are talking about abolish police defund policing when you have people that are talking in that manner republican party leaders they have an obligation an opportunity to call it out draw attention to it say to people and show people you know is this your candidate on board with this you know last uh this this past fall 
during the 2020 election. I'll give credit to Doreen Costa, who was running for state Senate. And she said in going door to door, she heard a lot of people that were concerned about the defund the police. Now, not only did her opponent say, oh, that's not true. Um, but on top of that, the, the journal, the media that was covering the story said, we don't think that that's the case. It absolutely is the case. And whether you have someone on a local level like that state senator, Tierra Mack, that talks about abolish police, get rid of no more police departments, close them no matter where it is. Can you imagine Lincoln? Woonsocket, Cumberland, Smithfield, North Providence, close them. State police, guess what? For sale sign on the building. Everybody's unemployed. Open up the prisons. That's what they want. You have an obligation to bring that to the voters and let them decide. All right, we have a lot ahead on this Monday. I'm, I am John DePietro. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Folks, it's time for politics this week. Joining me, he is the editor for AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. And Justin, I want to start off where it was last Wednesday night. It was the um, kind of like the first big protest of the season, and I have a feeling it's going to be a very busy one. But um, we learned at the protest, and, and this was all confirmed. I mean, I heard different accounts that there was more than one, but let's just stick with what's in the arrest record. But you had someone who was arrested. This was a Black Lives Matter protest draw attention to what happened the shooting out in uh, minnesota 
and uh, someone who was the brother, I guess his sister is one of the organizers, a man from East Providence was arrested. He had a loaded handgun at it. Now, a couple things about this that I want to talk about. Number one was the fact that sometimes you had to dig within a story to actually find that this happened. There's supposed to be a peaceful protest. Somebody shows up with a loaded handgun. Number two, you and I both know that if this had been uh, a Trump gathering or, you know, we, we remember the events of January 6th, they had National Guard at Third Island State House for a week and a half following that. Like a bunch of people were just going to start running up there. This is an armed, shows up at an armed, loaded handgun at a Black Lives Matter protest. And uh, the final big part of this was that headline in the Boston Globe, um, anti-police man arrested armed at peaceful... Like they had to work in the word peaceful. So let's talk about it a little bit. The uh, the fact that uh, this person showed up at, quote, a peaceful protest with a, uh, a loaded weapon. Well, well, that's certainly part of how the two-tiered system of coverage of these rallies. I mean, uh, it's just expected at this point that anybody, as you mentioned, at a, at a conservative rally, no matter what the cause you have to be on your best behavior because the worst among you will be judged as the the, the real meaning of your protest. Whereas on the, on the left, particularly with these Black Lives Matter uh, rallies, it's the opposite. It's, oh, that was just a guy who happened to have a gun taunting police, you know, that, that sort of thing. And it's kind of downplayed. I mean, last summer, somebody was arrested for attacking a police officer at one of these rallies. It quickly disappeared. It was it, the yep. live reporters kind of caught it, but then it just evaporated. Those things just aren't because they're crafting the narrative. And I think that has real re repercussions. I mean, one of the reasons, arguably, you mentioned January 6th, one of the reasons, arguably, um, so many people went too far in that event and, and sort of stormed the Capitol was that they thought that was the new rules. This was right. how you do rallies. Yes. Uh, but no, it's, it's not, it's all one way. So it's, it's insurrection when it's, when it's uh, conservatives saying, okay, I guess these are the standards now. And it's not when you've got uh, black lives matter activists and Antifa deliberately taunting police. And that's, that's a lot of what this is. I mean, there's, there's a kind of a, of, they walk a gray line between sort of adolescence, you know, where the, they expect the police to behave themselves, even though they're not. Uh, that's one side of it, but there's also the Solinsky side, and, and these activists are trained. They, they, this is their goal. They taunt the police. They try to put them in difficult positions so that they get some kind of narrative they can exploit, and the news media absolutely helps them to do that. They really do, and and you start to wonder, Justin Katz, if, does the the news media even see? That they're doing, I think it comes back to that they are actually in lockstep with the message. That's why they want to write that way. But to try to say that it was still peaceful, even though in the same paragraph of the headline that I sent to you of peaceful protest and man, uh, anti-police. Notice they mentioned like he's not a member of Black Lives Matter. He's just a uh, anti-police person that showed up there, but with an armed weapon. Now, interesting enough, also. There's a, um, a liberal progressive uh, blog that you're aware of, uh, uh, Uprise, R.I., and they allowed the man that was arrested, and his sister, I guess, but definitely the man that was arrested, they allowed him, I think his name is Dennis Torres, to write like a piece about it. And he basically comes out and says the reason why he was arrested was because he had an anti-police sign. Now, in the real reporting, I'll give credit, like the Boston Globe kind of dug into it. And it was when he he was holding an anti-police sign, but when he was holding it up over his head, people behind him actually could see he had the firearm like in his back, in his pants, in the back. And they were the ones that basically alerted people. So he doesn't even make mention of the fact that he had a loaded gun. They try to pass it off that, you know, he was arrested for having a loaded gun. But why the police really arrested him and threw him in the squad car? was because they had an anti-police sign. So, Justin, even when you have someone, like to me, nailed dead to rights, bring a loaded weapon to a Black Lives Matter rally, even then they try to find out that it was really about, you know, his speech is being stifled and the fact because he had an anti-police sign, that's why they arrested him. Well, yeah, that's that's certainly the spin, and I but I think it's a little, it's deeper than a spin because I think they really do, as you alluded with the, some of the journalists, they really 
do don't see it that way. I mean, they, they really because because they believe in their heart of hearts that this is a righteous cause. Yep. The uh, the idea that somebody this he was really just there. He he was exercising his rights as a citizen. He was carrying a gun. That's allowed. He has a permit. You know that it's really easy to see how misunderstandings happen when it's when it's your side and you're sympathetic. And I think I. Th- I think you're right. It's almost disturbing to think that so many in, in mainstream politics and media, they really cannot see the difference. They really do believe that conservatives are we're all just you know, Nazis in waiting and, and the left is all well-meaning young adults expressing themselves. And it, it's hard to understand if, if they're not, if this is how they're reacting to things that are so, so clear. It's hard to understand how they how they can be made to kind of acknowledge reality. Folks, our segment is politics this week. With me, he's the editor for AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, also, I was the only one that wrote about it, but it is on my website. You know, they had a list of speakers. They were carefully chosen. Um, and interesting enough, there's a, actually a rift within the Black Lives Matter community where you have the Black Lives Matter uh, R.I. PAC which some people say stands for Providence and Tifa chapter. Others say, oh, no, no, we have that for political action. But and then you have the traditional Black Lives Matter. Now, I was told Brother Gary, Brother Mark, those guys, they are not the type of like, let's break things. Let's not uh, riot. Let's not go after and hit the police and that. So they would not ask to speak. But one of the people who did speak um, and, and I, you know, listen, I know who she is and, and anyone listens to my program and follows the website. Brooklyn Toussaint, who just a few months ago was arrested for threatening to kill police at a very violent arrest. I have been at protests when she talks about killing cops. She's posted on social media encouragement of killing police. So as the media is carrying this narrative, Justin Katz, that it was great, peaceful people just trying to get their word out. You have someone now they chose her to speak and they know the background um, with the it wasn't arrested for like shoplifting. She was arrested for threatening to kill police and has basically endorsed it, enabled it um, <clears throat> in a way or encouraged it, I should say. And then someone with an armed weapon just against how can they still continue to insist that this was a peaceful protest? You're sending a different message. And one more thing is I did listen to saw some of the video and one of the people that also got up and spoke her name is ariel tavares now her i don't know but she was saying and we know those police they purposely ran their car into the cruiser and jamal gonzalez with the crowd cheers now justin katz as much as the media likes to say president trump and the big lie because of this he caused january 6th because they were lying people and then look at the result well can't we say that as a result of some of these speakers perpetuating this lie they are leading to more violence by this whole notion of the police purposely you know ran their cruiser into jamal gonzalez even though it was then proven that the cruiser never struck him uh and then the same thing you know the police are purposely shooting these people down even though you know there's no evidence of that Oh, certainly. I mean, it's this is a national question, right? I mean, you've got Representative Maxine Waters out there, almost explicitly calling for for increased violence. Do you, I mean, it's a it's kind of a, an ongoing thing where, and and the results show. You had the the guy who shot up the Republican Congress congressman at their that their softball Steve practice. Scalise, that's right. Yeah. Um, that that there actually is violence resulting from this rhetoric, uh, and it's it's falls right in that weird spot where it's difficult to tell if it's deliberate propaganda or or just they really cannot the the, the progressives and the mainstream media cannot see what's actually going on. You know, it's it's very easy to forgive when you oh that's just metaphorical, that's just talk. I mean, you've got Senator Tierra Mack we've discussed before saying yeah. on her facebook page i guess literally we have to abolish the police they yes. can't be reformed the system is rotten just abolish them i mean that's she's a senator in rhode island yeah i mean that's the rhetoric you're getting and you're at the same time you've got talk about how black people can't leave their houses which does it, it's just this this is a, a, a national kind of movement that's being fostered for somebody's gain and i think that's one of the things we're seeing 
you know, not to break everything, everything can't be broken down into, you know, power plays, but it is instructive to think of, there's a national movement with tons of money. I mean, nationally, we're seeing some of the original Black Lives Matter members, one of them just got under hot water for buying millions of dollars in, pro- millions of dollars in property in California. Uh, there's a lot of money in this. There's a lot of activism in this. There's a lot of top-down messaging being done. And so we heard last year complaints from, uh, reports of complaints from out-of-state Black Lives Matter activists and Antifa types uh, that the Rhode Island branches were just too friendly and weren't, they weren't doing the, the things that needed to be done. So those national movements are here. And so it's not surprising if there's a rift. Maybe for this summer of protest, they want to make sure it's it's much it's more in line with the national messaging than just the local Rhode Island, you know, where it's small, everybody does still have kind of have that feeling of, well, let's let's try to work together. You know, let's not go overboard here. We'll do our protest, but we're not going to do like the riots and hurt people. Uh, so it's it's not surprising if there's money in it, there's power and influence in it coming from the top out of state and progressive movements there will be a rift and they'll start to try to exclude the local folks who are, who are more reasonable. Folks, quick break, a lot more politics this week. Justin Katz, <clears throat> he is the editor for anchorrising.com right here on the John DePietro show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110, 508 336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Spring is here time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash you can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585 Bethel Certified Softwash they have a great website it's rhodeislandsoftwashing.com outside your home Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel. B-E-T-H-E-L, their Facebook page, the before and after are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, who's the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. Justin, I want to stay with this Senator Tierra Mack. <clears throat> In your opinion, do you agree with me? I believe the Republican Party, I'll call her out, Susie Yankee, she is not doing enough to demonstrate when you have that Senator Tierra Mack say, as you say, abolish the police. Uh, she was involved in January, we discussed it where her car was not registered, she was in an accident, she had an out-of-state license. Republican Party, complete silence, no press release or anything. I believe they are not doing enough. She is someone, you point an example, 
of here's the difference between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party in the state. This is one of the stars, the Democrat Party. Senator Tierra Mack, she wants to abolish the police. The Rhode Island Republican Party, we are against that. We support back the blue. I don't think they're doing enough to point out someone who, without question, is not in lockstep the way most people in the state feel. Well, I think what what we may be seeing there is uh, Republicans in Rhode Island, are, you know, because it's such a, a a rump party, and because it's it, there's there's no money in it, there's no there's no history and foundation or organization that has people in line up and coming. A lot of them just haven't really thought through politics and power dynamics within politics. I mean, I saw a quote from from far left progressive Senator Sam Bell complimenting Dan McKee on being less conservative than Raimondo. Now that's, that's, he, Sam Bell's a, a cynical guy or strikes me as such. And so he, what he's doing is he's creating space for McKee to think, oh, okay, I don't want to upset the progressives. This is where I need to be for politically. He's manipulating right. the system. And that's what I think you're correctly pointing out the Republicans should be doing. They need to make people like Tierra Mac the face of the Democrat yes, party. In Rhode Island. Exactly. That, that's what it has to be. It has to be. And, and part of it, is to win for Republicans, but also part of it in a, you know, for the good of our state is to start forcing Democrats to repudiate this kind of stuff. Exactly. That's, that's what you, you, you kind of have to do. And to some extent, I think a lot of people are are afraid. It looks like they're exploiting uh, something, but then you're not, you're falling into the sort of the trap we were just talking about with the media, how they forgive radical talk among Black Lives Matter activists. You're not, if, if the Democrats themselves are not repudiating this, they have to be made to, or they have to be made to suffer politically. It's not cynical. It's not exploiting it. It's how this political system works. You have to do that. And, and it's, it's not only politically helpful, but it's, it's, it's healthy and good for the state to draw lines so that we don't keep going down this path where, where you go from kind of the somewhat over-the-top rhetoric of somebody like Representative Anastasia Williams to this way over-the-top from Senator Tierra Mack. I mean, that's so I, I do agree, I think, but I think it's that they don't, I, I don't think they quite understand. And it's part of it, I think, might be that Rhode Island syndrome where you don't want to say anything bad about everybody, anybody, because it's kind of too small. I don't know if that's it or if it's just being naive or not really understanding, but kind of much like that representative uh, Tlaib on the, uh, one of the members of the squad where she came out and said, that's it. We need to abolish the police and no Democrat backed her up, I believe that the Republican Party in the state is missing a huge opportunity by just that, by making her the face, the poster boy, poster child, excuse me, uh, you know, and then posting two people. Do you, you know, agree with her and or even point out the fact that other Democrats are not disagreeing with her? Staying on, you mentioned Representative Anastasia Williams. Now, Justin Katz, I am no defender of the Senate president. But the end of last week, a story broke where they're having testimony in the Senate regarding whether or not illegals uh, should be able to get a driver's license. And there was a deadline in which we're supposed to sign up. Apparently, Representative Williams uh, missed the deadline. So the Senate president's office, I believe they texted her three times. They called her one time. She did not respond. She missed the, the deadline. And then she puts it out to the media. The reason why they didn't extend her the courtesy is because she's a woman of color. You would never do this to a white person. I'll tell you, Justin, it, it is as if there are certain people, they want different rules. And the real message there, and, and I back Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, this has nothing to do with race. You, you have deadlines on things. If you want to testify, here's you know when you have to sign up. Rep. Williams is basically trying to create this lane of Hey, listen, I am a woman of color. I'm an elected representative. There should be no deadlines for me. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's been an increasing benefit of the identity politics for for the minority groups of the, uh, over the past couple of decades. I mean, that's that's part of um, in some ways, that's the whole point. You have to forgive us our transgressions because we are part of this special category. And I mean, that's that's been predictable since we started putting protected categories in the law. Now, you, if, if there were evidence, if somebody could produce evidence of, you know, 
everybody gets to be five weeks late or whatever. And here he's coming down on me. Uh, that might be something, but they, but you don't even, they don't even have to go that far because it's just, no. it's just, it's just assumed. And I, you know, I wonder if it's, it's sort of like the, why the media ignores the, the radical rhetoric among these folks, because they hear this nonsense so frequently. Uh, and they just, you just sort of, you're supposed to take it at face value and, and let it, that, oh well, that's just what people say, uh, and let it go. But it does it it does have have repercussions, and I think one of them, arguably, is the more radical approach of folks like Pierre Mac, because you're um, they see this younger, this older generation of of activists like Anastasia Williams uh, exploiting these points, and at some point, younger generations aren't going to know the game. They're going to think, oh, right. this must be true. Black men must be shot down in the street every day in every city in the United States. That must be a fact because I keep hearing it from my elders. And I, I think I, th- I think the stories do all come together, even even things as as small as, you know, filing deadlines in the legislature. It really does create that that narrative and people's understanding of how reality is. And it's it's not it's not a responsible way to go about business. Folks, our segment is Politics This Week. With me, he's the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, we've heard um, terrible things about the state hospital, Zamborano in the north, and then Elena Slater. How about the fact that Elena Slater Hospital, one patient, uh, would cost the state now um, over five, $550,000 per patient. They've been trying to rectify that, but it's five times the cost of what it should be. The unions run these places. What is your thought on Governor McKee was just about to say, this is that's it. We're getting out of this business. We're going to relocate and just change the formula here. They're just so completely out of control. But then at the ninth hour, he has paused now and he's not going to do that. What, what is your take on all of that? Well, I I do think on a surface level, it's reasonable for a new administration where the Samantha Powers, I think her name is the head of uh, the Department of Developmental, uh, the the agency that oversees uh, Zambrano. She's just resigned. So it is understandable they would want to pause uh, to move on. But I I think you you point out something right. I mean, it's almost like a battle between, you know, Raimondo's report wanted to build, spend $65 million for a new facility, which I'm sure the construction unions and that, that wing of the union group liked. Now we've got the service folks of the union. The real question here for McKee, I think, is how much he can afford to push back. You mentioned the high costs of you know half a million dollars per patient. A lot of that yes. is if you look at the the payroll and the overtime, you do right. you, you do find like nurses, I think we talked about this last week even, you do find nurses who make a quarter million dollars a year because there are rules. Like if you're a shift a lead and you're you're sort of covering two floors because another shift lead is absent even though it's not like you're running up and down the stairs losing breath you get paid overtime for both shifts so you add up you add up all the stuff and that's where the famous laundry workers making six figures for overtime came into play and so it's it's really difficult to solve that problem politically in Rhode Island and so McKee may have decided that you know as much as there's you know his managerial experience should be an asset in the upcoming election, but can he really afford to go up against the unions on something so fundamental? Uh, and once you start picking at this scab of why are our costs so high, that's going to lead everywhere. That's going to lead to police, fire, uh, road paving. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of our, our establishment has, has really dug itself in to the extent that it's, it's very difficult even just to pull back the cover because it, the stench will just overwhelm anybody's political career. Well, Attorney General Peter Narona, he is going to investigate, I believe. Just Katz, when you think about that, it's so extraordinary, and I don't think people get that enough. So the patient is the patient. The patient is whoever that person may be. You know, just picture them sitting in the room. Room doesn't change. They don't change. The medication doesn't change. We're not talking two times the cost. We're not talking three times the cost. Five times the normal cost. Two patients cost one million one hundred thousand i mean it's absurd it's complete racket abuse of unions of overtime i believe if narona digs deep enough he and doesn't even have to dig that deep there's there's not some fraud there's massive fraud involved 
I don't think it's a good sign that Governor McKee backed down because I think he, he needed to take a stronger stance unless maybe he feels that Narona is going to do some of the heavy lifting on this whole thing. Folks, quick break. A lot more politics this week. Justin Katz, managing, managing editor of uh, AnchorRising.com right here on The John DePietro Show. It's spring and time to call J. Cannell Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J. Cannell Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J. Cannell Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today for light for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600, 401 351-7600. It's JKL Engineering. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow, Brothers Disposal, again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother, call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven, and remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. We're speaking with Justin Katz. Our segment is politics this week. Justin, this next story is pretty interesting. Mayor Lorza got a grant, I think, from the Walton family uh, that started Walmart. So anyhow, he wanted to study police and fire and. You know, he's trying to study ways to try to change the police force. And um, let's let's face it, the, the police force is very expensive and fire. I, I believe in Providence, police and fire take 50 percent of the budget in the city. But something that really jumped out at me was in Providence, after this group did a study, only one percent of the calls. Providence firefighters, it's a 90 million dollar budget. Only one percent of the calls are for actual fires. Everything else is there's an overdose. They send at least one truck. Uh, there's this type of thing, that type of thing. Everything we've talked about. Now, I knew fires were down. I didn't know it was that point. What is your reaction on hearing that what you really need is just full service ambulance EMT service, not this expensive service with all the equipment and the apparatus and, you know, the battalion chiefs. And if you're working overtime, it's this much more. Uh, think about that, Justin Katz. One percent of the calls, they're really not. It's it's they should even change the name. It's not even firefighters anymore. <laughs> well, that's one of the the big questions. Where do you where do you put these services? You really have do you really have fire trucks that are are responding to you know, heart attack calls? I mean, that's it, 
once you go down the path of putting all these services together, then you, you really start to run into these tricky questions. And that's one of the big, like we were just talking about, one of the big problems with the, uh, the mess we're in with unions. I mean, there's one of the things the report called for was to even expand beyond the sort of EMT idea to have a team of mental health professionals who go out on emergency calls, uh, which, you know, kind of an interesting uh, prospect, but what it, what it all comes down to, to for me is a refusal to really just address questions and, and dig down into things. If we, if we said these police and fire are for emergencies, then it doesn't matter if that emergency is mental health or something else. You need the emergency people who can respond quickly and do what needs to be done, whether it's putting out a fire or putting somebody in, a, in jail. That's, you need those emergency folks and you can't really water that down with social workers. But what they, what they never want to address is the deeper problems. And I think that's, that's one of the issues is we're, we're trying to use these emergency services and it works out well for the unions, as you point out. I mean, they get to, they get to have it both ways. On the one hand, they're offering extensive services. I know they often, uh, in, at least in the smaller towns, will often put forward their met their billing their emt billing as a as a revenue generator for their town and often it is it's pretty substantial money uh but uh that's mixed together with the fire so that you get the benefit as a as a for the union heads you get the benefit of saying look a fire it's a dangerous job we need all this equipment we need all these benefits for our people uh police need all the the police officers bill of rights and all the stuff to protect them because it's a dangerous job at the same time you're mixing that with a sort of a social work thing so i think that's that's it is shocking that one percent were fires but also it's it's notable that mental health um issues are up. And I think that was my, one of my big takeaways from that report was uh, almost 90% in two years or about 70% in one year, mental health calls for the, uh, for the, uh, the police and fire. And I, that's obviously a result of the pandemic. And what that shows is this is a, the real causes here are economic and social. And if we start trying to solve those problems, it means government getting out of the way and not spending more money. So I, there are a lot of incentives here that are pointing in the wrong direction. Yeah. It, you know, we don't have a leader that would do this, but I, I would believe, <clears throat> boy, uh, if there was ever a time to explore, what would it, you know, what would it take to hire? There are companies, by the way, that would come in. I remember that I interviewed years ago, a company in Connecticut. They would handle all the fire service for the city of Providence. It would be $15 million as opposed to $90 million. There's no pensions. They do 401k. They do all the employees. They handle everything you need. It would be $15 million compared to $90 million. I think cities, Justin Katz, I think they ought to get out of the business of police and fire. There are security companies that you could hire. They would be your police force. No more of these pensions. No more of this overtime. No more... They have trained specialists. Uh, again, the budget is like a third of whatever your cost is, but it's just so ingrained. Um, I don't know why. Well, I know why. It's because the unions are so strong. But that also just leads me to believe if Providence, only 1% of their calls are actual fires, um, I would imagine Warwick is not far behind. And that leads us back to what we talked about last week, which was let's just say Warwick, 1% of the calls are fires. And then you have that firefighter. That made three hundred fifteen thousand last year because of because of overtime and the minimum manning, and you have to have certain staff and staff for what? As someone that I monitored the scanners over the weekend, you're exactly right. Uh, the calls were all really for uh, someone who's disturbed, who's outside their house or apartment. A lot of overdoses. Those are really the calls. There was a big fire on Saturday. That's true. There was a big apartment fire, but thank God no one was was killed in that. And uh, they did manage to, it was a three alarm fire. But by and large, what are we talking about? You don't need these big, expensive fire engines. Think how expensive those, you know, those items are. Uh, and and I, I just, Allure's is not the one that's going to reform it. Justin Katz, finally, I'd like to ask you a thought, and just to put this in perspective, um, with fundraising. So Congressman Cicilline, he... Uh, raised 660000 this past quarter. Now, granted, he was one of the impeachment managers, so he got a lot of out-of-state donations. Congressman Langevin raised 112000 Now, completely unrelated, but I don't think should be ignored. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene, that rookie congressperson from the state of Georgia, who they stripped her of the committees, they don't like her ideas, they say she's a big supporter of President Trump. Justin, she raised over $3 million this quarter. But what do you make of um, the fact that uh, Cicilline and Langevin, it certainly looks as though this is a game of musical chairs and someone's going to be without a congressional seat when the census hits. Well, that's that's certainly more and more is the common wisdom that Rhode Island this time around, it's been threatened for for decades at this point, but this time around our, our poor population growth is just going to knock us out of one of our congressional seats. And then it is going to be, you know, Langevin versus Lini. I, I do, I, I don't know if it's too early, but it's hard not to wonder if some of the, the shift, if you look back, I mean, I think Langevin actually has had more money than Cicilline not long ago. So it's, it seems like a relatively recent shift. So it could be people just saying, well, let's, let's put our congressional money where, and where the race is actually going to be. Uh, so that is something I think Langevin has to be concerned about, and as well as just the common wisdom that he's the one who has to figure out what else to do with his life. Um, but it, it does strike me, you know, the, the amount of money, I mean, related to our, our last, our last topic about the the fire. I mean, one of the yes. reasons it's so difficult to get anything done is all this money. I mean, between the two of them, you're talking $3 million annualized uh, as donations for a politician. I mean, Langevin, as much as he's, as much as his, his take was smaller than Cicilline's this time, it's still $118,000 in a few yeah. months. That's in a year. That's like uh, almost, you're starting to get close to a half a million dollars. Yeah. And for, for what, what are people buying? Yeah. That's that's the real what strikes me as a real question. Why? Why is this happening? Now, you can see with, uh, you know, an upstart like uh, Marjorie Greene uh, elsewhere, she's fighting back against a system. And so yeah. I, I haven't looked at her numbers, but I, I would be surprised if it weren't a lot of smaller donations of people just trying to trying to bolster somebody who's fighting back. But who's funding Cicilline and who's funding Langevin? What do they expect to get out of it? And is this really the political system we want where where? these jobs pay this well, uh, just in don't political donations. I just, um, that, that's where my mind goes. But I do think, you know, Langevin, it's kind of understood that he's, he's the one who has to look for another job and he can take that money and run for other things. Another office, that would be a lot of money. Um, of course, McKee's involvement or in, introduction as our governor now complicates things because it's, that would be a lane Langevin might look to, to yes. undertake. Yep. So it's not clear where Langevin can go. It's also not clear where, I mean, Cicilline, I guess, could, could go just about anywhere else in a progressive area. But one other thing that's striking is Langevin's, Langevin's district, according to Cook Political Report, is not that much more Democrat than the average district in the United States. I mean, it's four point swing for Democrats, uh, which you would kind of, one thing to watch is whether Cicilline starts to moderate himself a little bit, try to appeal a little bit more to those folks, because it could be, in theory, uh, a, a place where Republicans could actually be competitive on a statewide level going up against a far left person like Cicilline. Uh, I, I suspect Cicilline would come out on top, but that, that will be something to watch. That would be uh, a, a new twist and dynamic if, in fact, the congressional seat becomes the entire state. I still think he feels very confident because of the amount of uh, votes that he can pull out of Providence. Oh, yeah. um, Especially I, with I mail think, ballots. <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that Langevin, you know, basically Cicilline outraised him almost like six to one. I think that shows you who's planning on staying and who's who's not going to put up much of a fight. Um, what, what do you think of uh, Bob Lancey right now? He's already out there saying that he's going to be the he thinks he's running against Langevin. I'm not convinced that's going to happen. Um, what, what do you think of him out there already saying that he's running for Congress? Well, you know, he, he, he has energy. He has some, he has a lot of, he takes some angles that, that other Republicans are. And he spent, he spent a lot of time uh, partly because of, of religious affiliations and such, uh, you know, fostering minority connections in urban areas. That's a, you know, a, a good thing to do. I just, I, I have to kind of, especially if he's going up against Cicilline, who's going to, who's really going to pull in progressives from across the state. Uh, and, and of course you and I can't put aside our skepticism about how, about our election system and how there's, there's going to, the margin for fraud, I think is growing with every election. So it's going to be a very, very tough uh, fight for any Republican to try to 
try to grab that seat. And so my, my fallback position on those sorts of things is it's, I'm not convinced it's worth the energy of some of a talented politician or, or somebody who has good ideas. It seems like there are other areas where they would get more, more bang for their buck, unless, unless they're, he's running in order to accomplish some other goal, get some other message out there, build some other type of machine. Uh, but it, the, the politics as usual thing in Rhode Island, as, as we were discussing earlier with the, the Republicans not making Tara Mack the face of the Democrat Party in Rhode Island, the, they're just, I, th- I think they're playing by an old rule book in Rhode Island, and it, they need to adapt that for, for the reality of our situation. Folks, our segment is politics this week. He is the managing editor at AnchorRising.com. He's Justin Katz. Justin, great job. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the train technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time, from service calls to maintenance agreements to installation. R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, Third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025.